you love Ring Talk Wrestling Podcast, please give to the Patreon. In the search bar, look up Ring Talk Wrestling Podcast and donate. Talk. Give. Do whatever that you feel is necessary. If you want to just go on there and talk wrestling, let's talk wrestling. But please, look at the Patreon. Enjoy it. Love it. And we'll talk to you soon. The number one podcast in the world. Ring Talk Wrestling Podcast. Monday Night Raw, per usual, start off as a promo. Paul Heyman, Brock Lesnar, speaking about taking the belt back to where it belongs. I swear that Paul Heyman could sell ice to an Eskimo. He's one of the best. I know that there's some people that don't like Paul Heyman and they've got heat from back when he was in ECW or even before that. Paul Heyman is one of the best speakers and one of the best strategist per- people one of the best talent as far as whoever he's working with. He makes them sound like a million bucks. ECW had a lot of financial problems, but with Paul Heyman as the top guy, he was putting over people that none of the other brands, none of the other territories could put over. And he was doing it, and he was making them popular. He's one of my favorites, to be honest with you. I know it's a Paul Heyman love fest, but he's just great. Anyway, Braun Strowman comes down to the ring. And talks to Paul Heyman, Brock Lesnar, and the general manager of Monday Night Raw, Baron Corbin. To give an example of what Braun Strowman's going to do, he grabbed Baron Corbin three times and slammed him down, annihilating him, basically. Soon as he had his back turned, Brock Lesnar came from behind, F5. It's going to be a pretty good match, to be honest with you. Next, Finn Balor was coming to the ring. And he was too sweeting as he was walking by, which is awesome. <laughs> you know, it's little things like that just that make it entertaining. Whereas Baron Corbin's all like dying, basically. He's like too sweeting him as he's like going by. That's just awesome. It's just the little things like that just make him a little bit better than just the next guy. So Finn Balor's down ringside giving a promo. And Leah Rush comes out talking smack. Bobby Lashley comes out. They start a match, and then Leah Rush jumps up on the ring, interferes in the match, disqualification, and then they just lay into Finn Balor, beating him up pretty good. Next, it was the 10-woman, 5-on-5, actually it was 6-on-5, tag team match. Eh. It just, that's just, it's just, we, it's bad booking. I'm I'm not going to sugarcoat it. It's bad booking. We don't have anything for you ladies, so we're just going to put you in a big, massive tag team uh, match. It was okay. Next, uh, Lashley and Leah Rush are walking around the back. And they run into Baron Corbin, who's all busted up. And he basically gives the spot that is vacated by John Cena because he doesn't want to participate in Crown Jewel. So Bobby Lashley has got that spot. I mean, some people bag on Bobby Lashley, but I think he's been doing pretty good work. Uh, he's, he's a big guy, athletic. I think he brings a lot to the table. People are just so used to seeing the smaller guys that can run around the ring and jump around and do high spots and all that stuff. Next was Elias cutting a promo. He's in the middle of the ring singing a song about Baron Corbin. And then he wanted to get, he wanted to deliver his song up close and personal in person. So he went to Baron Corbin's locker room and stood outside and sang a song. It was hilarious. <laughs> it's too, like he, he was over as a heel. And then now as now he's a face and he just gets to make fun of people. That's just, it's awesome. 
<laughs> so Baron Corbin opens up the door, basically stares at him, and then closes it. And Jinder, Jinder Mahal was walking by and basically made some comments about him harassing the general manager. And then they had to, they had a match, and Elias went over. Next was Ascension versus Gable and Rude. They started their match, and then AOP came in and just annihilated Gable and Rude. They stopped the match and then basically made it a three-tag team match with the Ascension, Gabriel and Rude, and AOP. I don't know if there's anybody else out there, but every time I see Gable and Rude, I just want to scream, Beer Money! I just figured if Rude is going to be in a tag team, he's got to be with the cowboy, James Storm. They got to reform Beer Money. As far as I know, James Storm is not in TNA Wrestling anymore, or maybe he's he still is, but his contract's about to come come up here they need to reform if they're not going to push rude as a singles competitor fighting for the championship bring beer money together so anyway gable and rude won and then they get annihilated by aop so yes they won but then you get your butt handed to you so how did you actually win like you won the match which looks better on paper but when you get annihilated after the match it's kind of counterproductive you look good but then you get your butt kicked i don't quite get that then seth rollins comes to the ring demands dean explain himself why he made fun of the shield turned his back and then beat up seth last week on monday night raw so dean was in the crowd just like old-fashioned the shield and he basically said, you know, face to face, come to the ring and explain to me what you did. Because when I had my heel turn, I at least had the decency to tell you why I did it. So that's why I love Seth so much. In his promo, he brings back something that happened years ago when he turned heel. There's not very many wrestlers that do that. They kind of want you to have short-term memory and be like, oh, I don't remember the time when you jobbed to somebody, or I don't remember the time that you turned your back on somebody. And it's like, oh, I don't remember what happened six months ago. So in heel fashion, Dean didn't come to the ring. Great promo. These guys just, they make it. They make it look so easy, and then when somebody else tries to kind of do what they do, it just doesn't work out. Hopefully, they're priming them for Survivor Series, and then maybe they'll kind of keep at it until WrestleMania. Next was Ember Moon versus Nia Jax. Typical Ember Moon match. Same thing with Nia Jax. I feel that they're having these mini feuds with Nia and Ember Moon, the friendly feud, just to have Tamina come out. But she's going to end up alienating or ticking off Ember Moon. So there might be a heel turn from either one of them. I'm not sure. I thought it might have been Nia Jax. Who knows? This next one really irritates me. So Lucha House Party makes their debut on Monday Night Raw. And their opponent is The Revival. Are you kidding me? You're having The Revival job to Lucha House Party? Oh my god. The Revival should be one of your top tag teams, period. They're one of the best pure teams in the WWE. They were fantastic in NXT, and you're having them job. I don't understand why you're having the Revival job. You should have about five to six to seven tag teams that are solid tag teams fighting for the belt constantly not having other teams job for somebody because you want to push lucia house party because they probably sell merch that's probably why they get they're getting pushed because they they sell merchandise but they're not going to go anywhere 
on the Raw roster, as far as tag teams, you have the Revival, Gallows and Anderson, Rude and Gable, AOP, and the Ascension. You're going to tell me that you can't just get a job or tag team to come out and get annihilated by somebody? All five of those teams should just be at each other's throat constantly going for that belt. Plain and simple. They should all be going for the belt and chasing the belt. Even if each team wins it and they pass it back and forth, it should be a constant fight. While we're on the subject, I really think because the WWE has a network They should have an hour-long program for tag teams. There should be a tag team wrestling show, and then they should be featured on Monday Night Raw and SmackDown. Next was a Dolph Ziggler promo, basically calling Kurt Angle old and out of shape and not worth anything when he's a Hall of Famer. Does anybody else think that Drew McIntyre should just kick the crap out of him and just be over with their little partnership? I really liked it for a long time, but I think Drew needs to move on and he needs to start fighting for either the Intercontinental title, the U.S. title, or the world title. So after the promo, Apollo Crews came out and got annihilated. Uh, Apollo Crews really needs to move on from the WWE because it's just not working. They brought him from NXT way too early. They didn't prep him. He became jobber to the stars, smiley boy, and he he really needs to go. I mean, he's pretty much collecting a paycheck, and that's about it. Lastly, Kane and Undertaker were doing a promo in the ring. The rest in peace, and we're going to take you to the fiery gates of hell, blah, 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 stuff we've heard for the last 20 years, (laughs) which I loved back in the day, but now it's not relevant. It's kind (laughs) of, so DX music hits, Triple H comes out, he's throwing X's around, no Shawn Michaels, he's like, wait a minute, let me get Shawn Michaels, Kane comes closer to Triple H, Shawn Michaels comes from the crowd, goes in the ring, Sweet chin music to The Undertaker. He's laying in the middle of the ring. They kind of scurry away, and The Undertaker sits up and gives the icy stare. I feel that the match is going to be... They're they're veterans. They're going to make it good. It's going to be one of those ones where, yes, I make fun of because they're older, and I loved them back in the day, but now they're, you know, the WWE feels like they have to push the old superstars when they've got perfectly young, good guys waiting to fly. That's my whole thing. So I think the match is going to be good. They're, they're all professionals. They all know what they're doing. But I think what's going to end up happening is Triple H is going to be in the ring for most of the time. Shawn Michaels is going to be in there very little because he hasn't really taken too many bumps. And he he's not stretched out and, and all that stuff. So Triple H is going to be in the ring for most of the time. And they'll probably end up pinning Kane or something like that. And then they'll set up either a match for Survivor Series or WrestleMania. I'm thinking Shawn Michaels versus The Undertaker at WrestleMania. Just so that Shawn Michaels can get redemption. Because I think, if I remember correctly, Shawn Michaels has lost twice. So this WrestleMania would basically be Shawn Michaels winning. Thank you for listening, guys. That concludes my review, a recap of Monday Night Raw. It was okay. I want to say like a C to C-. minus. There were some fun points in there, but then there's some phoning in like the third hour it almost seems like they phoned in a lot of stuff and i i just hate that they've got plenty of talent to be able to have some cool matches even if they do it the old school style promo match promo match but i digress have a good day everyone
Ring Talk Wrestling Podcast.